Good morning, Four Oaks Church. It is Tuesday, February 7th. So glad that you have joined us for this round of the Pastoral Devotionals. So if you're new or recently orbited in, just a reminder for, for how we're doing these things now, we are taking the, we're preaching through the Gospel of Matthew, of course, on Sunday mornings at Four Oaks. But what we're doing the week prior is taking the portion of Scripture, the passage that we're going to be preaching on, and interpreting it together, reading it, pulling it apart. In this way, hopefully giving you some tools where you can learn to study uh, the Word of God uh, better for yourself. And so we are in Matthew chapter 4. So let me read the passage for us. Um, and here we're talking about the temptation of Jesus. And let me just briefly reflect where we were yesterday and what we want to do today. Okay, so this is Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him again, It is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. So we've been talking about... Um, exegesis or the the an ex means to bring out of so how to bring the meaning out of a text we we talked about this in terms of concentric circles okay so this outer concentric circle we talked about yesterday which is let's get the context here what comes before what comes after let's situate this and as we discussed then Jesus has just been baptized coronated by John the Baptist as our representative, as the second Adam, as our righteous servant who's going to take our place. Well, part of what's happening here is that Jesus is now going to be put to the test as the second Adam, as the nation of Israel. Because again, the wilderness is always associated with very monumental uh, occasions in the life of Old Testament Israel. It's where Israel was tempted. It's where Israel wandered around. It's where Israel failed uh, so many of its spiritual tests. What comes after this passage, of course, is the beginning of Jesus's public ministry. And so we see that this, this, this passage, this temptation in the wilderness, is, again, one that is crucial to establishing Jesus's bona fides to be our righteous servant. If he can't pass this test, of course he's not going to be the righteous requirement. He's not going to be the perfect sacrifice on the cross for us. So, so that, that, that's, that's the first circle. Now we're going to narrow down here a little bit and try to understand how the passage is structured, right? 
And that way we can come back Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and unpack details of the passage. So the way the passage is is structured, let's make no mistake, verse 1, Jesus is led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So this temptation um, has a divine design, right? This, This temptation is something that is orchestrated, ordained, by God, by virtue of the fact that the Spirit is the one leading Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. That it's 40 days and 40 nights, as we said yesterday, is probably a parallel to the 40 years of temptation, or I'm sorry, 40 40 years of, of wondering that the Israelites did in the wilderness. And that's sort of the that's sort of the the, the stage. Now, the way this passage is structured is that there are three different tests that um, Satan puts to Jesus, the Son of God. And I think as we understand these in the context, we'll understand how these tests are meant to mirror various tests that that the Israelites faced in the wilderness. And not coincidentally, these were all tests that in some form or fashion or one way or the other that the Israelites failed in. These were things that they were not found faithful in, they were found lacking, and they experienced God's punishment and discipline. So the first temptation um, orbits around this idea of bread, physical bread. And, and Satan is tempting Jesus, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into loaves of bread. Well, obviously, if you're a student of the Old Testament, you're going to immediately remember Israel eating bread in the wilderness, the manna, and that because there was no natural food to be grown and had in the wilderness, God provided for the children of Israel um, uh, manna and quail, all right, meat to cook and then then quail, and then then this this bread-like substance. Well, as we know, this was all born out of the fact that Israel was complaining. Israel was not trusting in God for their bread. They were complaining, and they, they, in fact, they told Moses, just lead us back, right, into, into Egypt. Why did you lead us out here to the wilderness to die? And so, they, so we, we, we see that part of grumbling. There's another part of the Israelite story where they say they get sick of bread. Right? They get sick of this divine meal that they are being provided. And God says, I'm going to send this stuff to you, and it's going to be coming out your ears. You're going to be so sick of it. I'll make it distasteful to you. Again, Israel failed its test in the wilderness around food. They were not trusting God for their sustenance. And here, again, we're supposed to see that Jesus is trusting God for his sustenance. All right? Um, the second temptation we find in verse 5, Satan takes him to the holy city, the pinnacle of the temple, and that would have probably been a few hundred feet off the ground, and says, throw yourself down, right? Um, he will bear you up. And again, Jesus said to him, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Now, I think this particular um, temptation to have Jesus rely on, you know, presume, okay, upon the graces of God is what's at stake here. 
because constantly, as we see this over and over again in the wilderness, Israel was constantly putting God to the test, right? Not trusting in God, complaining about God, uh, complaining about Moses's leadership. They were constantly testing God and questioning his faithfulness. They were questioning his goodness. And so much so that they really presumed upon God's grace. They really took it for granted. And here, what Jesus is showing us that by his faithfulness, by the fact that he is not going to put the Lord God to the test, he is not going to, to, to trust in, um, put his trust in um, God sort of rescuing him from this sort of, um, you know, what, what would we call it? you know, tempting fate, so to speak. He's not, he's not, not tempting fate, but you, but you get the idea, not deliberately doing something foolish or unwise in the hopes that, that God will just look the other way and, and save you from, from your own deeds. No, Jesus says, no, 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 I'm not going to put the Lord, my God, to the test, right? And again, this is to contrast with the Israelites who were constantly putting God to the debt test, constantly presuming upon his grace. Now, the last temptation here, verse 9, um, where the devil shows Jesus all the kingdoms of the world, and he will give them to him, and, and we can, we'll go back and pick out this a little more, uh, some of the meaning of this later, but let's get the big idea here, that if Jesus will simply bow down and worship Satan, Satan will give him dominion over the earth, which up to this point, that dominion has been Satan's. Now, what does Jesus say to him? You shall worship the Lord your God, you shall, him only shall you serve. So really what, what Satan is tempting Jesus with is idolatry. He is asking Jesus to worship something other than God, to trust in something other than God. And you can see how these temptations are building one another. One is one has to do with food, and then it's not just food, but one's entire uh, physical life, and then finally being granted the kingdoms of the world. And all it will take is for Jesus to just break the first commandment. So, what is the first commandment? You shall worship Lord your God, serve Him only. Right? You shall have no other gods before Me. And so say, uh, what, what Jesus is doing here is that he is not giving in to the idolatry of worshiping someone else besides God. What does this help us to think about? Well, the Israelites, they, they trafficked in idolatry, right? For their whole history, it was running after this God or this God, trusting in statues and stones and putting God to the test. And you, you, you get the idea. And this is meant to, again, communicate to us that Jesus is, is finally the faithful Israel. Jesus is finally the faithful Adam. He has resisted all three tests, all three temptations, and has trusted in God. And so we want to be thinking about the structure of this passage as three temptations for Jesus that parallel different kinds of temptations that the Israelites faced in the wilderness. And while they failed, Jesus has been found faithful. Now, um, that's, I think, the basic structure of the passage. What I would like for us to do starting tomorrow 
is to look at these temptations in, in a bit more of a in bit more of a detail and try to understand how it is that Jesus fought off these temptations what was what was his weaponry what was his strategy and what can we learn from that okay in the meantime I encourage you if you want to dig a little more into this um, look at the footnotes in your study Bibles or the little subscripts by these different verses, the old, these Old Testament quotations, go back and look them up. Go back and look at some of these um, incidences in the life of Israel in the Old Testament and how they faced up to these temptations that they were given at the time, whether it was food, water, enemies, um, scorpions, snakes. I mean, there was a whole host of things that God used to test the Israelites to see if they were faithful and in fact they were not. And so it's good to maybe go back and review some of those things even as we're unpacking these together this week. All right, we end today by praying this part of the Lord's Prayer. Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. That is our prayer, and it's only by the grace of God that he delivers us. All right, so that's our word for today. Hope you guys have a great Tuesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow.